Blog Talk Radio. Yo, at Notch on the Box, I know it's been a couple weeks. I get it. I get it. We've we been gone. You've been missing us. We we ain't been here in the Sunday mornings for y'all to get ready for the games. Y'all been wanting to talk the, the, the shit with us. Y'all been wanting to say, hey, man, we, we out here doing our thing, and, and this team is doing this, and our team is doing that. And I get it. I get it. But we back, baby. We back, baby. Week 11. Here we go. Holy shit, is it week 11 already? God damn. We in week 11 already. I cannot believe this. But before we get today started, I got to let y'all know about this week, man. This week is going to be a hectic week. We got Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. Um, so you could most likely suspect we're going to be with our families. So uh, don't expect the show on Thursday. We'll figure out the rest of the week as we move forward. We will have a Nacho Average Tuesday on Tuesday uh, at your regularly scheduled God's Hour, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, 3 p.m. Or sorry, <clears throat> 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 4 p.m. Pacific on Tuesday. We will have that show, Not Your Average Tuesday. And I am almost positive we will have a Shakes Montana pregame tomorrow for that Monday night matchup. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So other than that, we will get into the rest of the week later on. Uh, but don't forget, we will have a Not Your Average show, Not Your Average Tuesday on Tuesday, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. 4 p.m. Pacific, and then, of course, tomorrow night, suspect we will have a Shakes Montana Monday. If not, we will have a pregame show tomorrow night uh, for the Giants and the Buccaneers. And today, it's week 11, baby. We're going to get all up into it. Uh, the, 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 the spreads, the, the games, the impacts some of them have in playoff seating, all that good shit. It's about to be a day. It's a Sunday. We back, y'all. Like I said. A couple weeks off, but look, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Enjoy this intro, we'll be right back. What about tomorrow? Time for us to start winning is now. Now, now, now. Hey, they don't like us, we don't like them. Nothing wrong with that, right? At the end of the day, it's the same three things you've had to do in 35 that you got to do now in 2018. I do not see no holes. On this squad. You gotta run the ball. Barkley off the left side. Here he goes. Look at the speed. Oh my goodness. Break the tackle. Gonna take it to the house. 92 yards. Tying with the defender. Saquon Barkley. You gotta stop the run. You run. Tyreek Hill lines up in the backfield. The ball pops free. And it's recovered by Harrison. A snack for David Harrison early. Early, early. And you got to pressure the passer. Wentang's in, holds it down, down he goes. And an early sack by Olivier Vernon. Vernon, Vernon. Two kinds of players in this league, folks. There are guys that play professional football, and there are professional football players. And the professional football players are the guys we want. I don't want guys that want to win. I want guys that hate to lose. Hate to lose. Beckham Jr. down the sideline for the touchdown. touchdown. Giants fans, you are now listening to the hottest show on the planet, the Shakedown. Here to give you everything you need to know on your New York football Giants are 
Black Friday. Black Friday. Welcome to the New York Football Giants, Saquon Barkley, a.k.a. the Golden Child. <laughs> He's a Tony. Do you know who Alec Obviously is? Like, I'm asking you for real. Really? But do you know who he is? J-Rock, J-Rock, J-Rock. You're saying we're going 16 and 0, huh? 16 and 0, bro. How dare you say anything worse? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How about you, man? You, you know who just drives the Messiah? Obi, the one and only, Shake Montana. Now, is that man with a prospect like a Peyton Manning or a Joe Montana, like I've been saying the whole fucking time, you don't pass up on this talent? Now here is your host, Shakes Montana. Remix, it's your host, Nacho in the box. Ha ha, I'm just kidding. We ain't gonna start that. Um, week 11, here we go. Uh, it, 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 it's ready. Had a Thursday night game to forget about. Um, Patriots twenty five point win over the pa- over the Falcons. Some of y'all right remember they had a twenty five point lead over the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, I'm trying to say that with a straight face, and it just it, it wasn't happening. Um, yeah, that, that's that's how Thursday night went. Um, all right, we're just going to run into these morning games. We're going to run through uh, what we got to go for, and then I'm just going to run through some games that uh, I'm going to be interested in. Of course, we already know the divisional NFC North game between my Packers and the Vikings is going to be one that I'm uh, eyes perked, eyes on the TV. Eyes perked, yes, exactly. Eyes perked, ears on the TV. Um, that That is how I'm going to be uh, coming up here in about a couple of hours. Um, uh, most likely, y'all going to hear me the whole time. Uh, we do have a number to call. It is 914-205-5796. But I anticipate a lot of Giants fans out there, they're getting ready for the mile night. You know what I'm saying? Today is relaxed. We're going to get some yard work done. We're going to go to Home Depot, maybe go to Bed Bath & Beyond, you know, if there's time. And then go and relax, maybe watch some Sunday night football, and then get ready for tomorrow. I get it. I've had Monday night football games, a lot of them, in the last few years. So I understand. Sunday is a relaxing day for Monday night football uh, if your team is playing on Monday Night Football. So um, anticipate you hearing me for the next couple of hours. I won't run into the games that much. I'll try to keep it as quick as possible. And then, of course, I will put my picks out there uh, live on the air, uh, airwaves uh, for everyone to hear as well as uh, shakes. And then, of course, I'll send them to them when I'm done. That way we have everything on this play. Um, man, it's already week 11, bro. It is already week of bros and brats. I don't know how. What's the bros and I don't know. Uh, dudes and dudettes. <laughs> uh, it's been a while. Anyways, happy Sunday, y'all. Welcome. Welcome. And we're going to start this over from the tippity top, but not really. Um, so week 11, um, again, my goodness, we're already in week 11. Uh, thank the NFL uh, for giving us an additional week. So instead of having five more, uh, we have six more games and seven more weeks of football. Woo, woo. Uh, I think that is something definitely I am looking forward to. As we get into this morning slate of games, uh, we'll start at the top and work our way down. Uh, starting at 11 o'clock this morning, my time, 1 o'clock 
Eastern time. We have Colts versus the Bills. This is a game uh, that, to me, is going to be much about everything. Um, this is uh, the Bills with the stumble against the Jacksonville Jaguars a couple weeks ago. Instead of being seven and two like we anticipate, they are six and three. Uh, with the Colts there at five and five, this game is a swing game. This could put uh, the Colts at six wins, the Bills at six wins, and this is make the AFC a very, 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 very interesting uh, outlook as we continue moving forward in these next coming weeks. Um, Jonathan Taylor has become the number one running back in all of fantasy. He was, to me, one of the top two to three running backs in the league before uh, Derrick Henry's injury. Um, you know, if you want to throw in another running back, that's fine. But those two seem to be the top two. Um, and then Derek gets hurt. And, and Jonathan Taylor continues his run. 161 carries, 937 yards, and nine touchdowns with Josh Allen throwing 19 more. Um, and with, with Josh Allen throwing 19 uh, touchdowns himself with 2,600 yards um, passing. And then, of course, the, the underperformer, I would say, in this game or in this team uh, thus far this year, uh, would be Stephon Diggs. Uh, I mean, 750 yards, again, nothing to scoff at. The yards are mostly there, but it's the touchdowns. It's only four this year. This is a guy who's getting 10, 11, 12 um, by week 14, 15, and then, they, they, you know, trying to get 16 by the end of the year. And, and 11 weeks for Stephon Diggs is, is not the output. So I expect to see him, uh, you know, be targeted more in the red zone. And then conversely, looking at this other team, in the uh, the Indianapolis Colts, Carson Wentz out there doing his thing uh, in the last few games. Again, they started off what zero and one and three, uh, one and four, I believe, uh, and 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 you know going on a run there, uh, winning I think four out of their last five, and and sitting there at five and five. Um, they they did get swept by Tennessee, so the division I think is going to be something that's out of hand. But a win here against an AFC opponent in the Buffalo Bills definitely makes this this game something to watch for um seven point line Ford Buffalo at home touchdown favorites against a a a, a team in Indianapolis that does have to play outside um I'm going to stay far away from the line I'm going to stay far away from the points uh but I will take the Bills to win outright this morning all right um the next game on the docket is going to be the Baltimore Ravens against the Chicago Bears I mean Outside of what I assume is going to be, and let me double check this because if I'm not mistaken, um, give me one second here. I'm trying to make sure uh, if Lamar Jackson is playing or not because we've had questions, uh, and when I say we, the NFL community and, and, and fantasy owners alike, myself included, um, is Lamar Jackson going to play? And let's see here. He's 50-50 to play. Two hours ago, 50-50 to play. See, this is the type of shit that I hate. Just just sit him out or don't sit him out or, or whatever, but let us know. Um, this is this is being very, very selfish right now, but uh, fantasy owners, millions of dollars is on the line in, in, in fantasy stuff uh, as it pertains to daily fantasy on DraftKings and FanDuel and stuff like that, and it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Can't take it. Um, but the fact that his illness is keeping him at 50-50, uh, we've seen pictures of the, the, the press conference he held yesterday, and he did not look that great uh, standing in the press conference. So um, that's going to be a tough one. I, I would say even if he does go, how, how well is he going to play? 
Um, and and this is a team in Chicago who's coming off the bye, I believe. Um, so it it, it it's technically not technically, but it's one of those things that you sit and you look at and you go, wow. Um, if Lamar Jackson is unable to go um, today, is this going to be? More you can, you know, you can adjust your play. So I think this is with the absence of Khalil Mack, it makes this Baltimore Ravens uh, a, a win for me. Uh, and uh, of course, I, I know everyone in, in New York will love that. It makes their draft pick in the New York Giants line get a little bit lower. Uh, Cleveland, Detroit, Cleveland at home. I'm taking Cleveland. No need to talk about it. Detroit's bad. If I lose that game, I lose that game. I don't care. Um, Detroit is Detroit. I'm taking Cleveland at home. Houston at Tennessee, Tennessee, my goodness, um, rolling, 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 um, doing everything they can to um, win without Derrick Henry, and it seemed to be working. So uh, I believe they're sitting atop the AFC still, and, and, and or um, hold on. They're sitting atop the AFC still and, 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 and working to, you know, try to get that home field and then get Derrick Henry back. I'm going to take Tennessee at home against a lowly Houston team, whether or not Tyrod Taylor starts. I think that's an issue that may be going down um, as we get closer. That will see. Of course, uh, Green Bay at Minnesota, um, indoor game. I just take Aaron Rodgers against the division. Um, I think we're running an 8-0 uh, divisional road uh, winning streak for Matt LaFleur and the Packers. Um, that does not include Aaron Rodgers. He was not there for a couple of those games due to injury. Uh, so as we move forward, I think this is another victory for Green Bay on the road against a divisional opponent. Miami at New York. Uh, tough one to pick there. I mean, that, that that's a game that has uh, New York coming out and and playing a game outside of their mind because it is a Miami team that, uh, f- for all intents and purposes, they're just not they're not that good. Um, they are run of the mill. They can they have flashes, uh, but they are just not a good a good football team uh, all around in Miami. So as 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 that team continues to find itself, and and hopefully they don't do dumb things like they did this year, where you you know you pay Kyle Van Noy uh, thirty million to go play on the Patriots, uh, you you sign veteran players to cut veteran players, and you bring the youth in. So hopefully the youth can go ahead and get it together um, over there. But uh, they're very inconsistent, uh, and and with New York, they're just not a good team. Um, they're not a good team yet. Um, We'll see what happens. Maybe they get a, an offensive guy in there to help out, um, and then you see if Zach Wilson gets healthy. I don't know who. Oh, it's Jack Joe Flacco this weekend for 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 the New York Jets. So um, I'm gonna I'm going to pick Miami in this one. Um, I think this is a game where uh, Miami's playing a team where they're just not good, uh, and Miami seems to play these teams um, and and and. I don't want to say dominate, play them at their level, but show up at the end and then take the win there. Um, and then we saw oh, we saw what happened there um, in the Miami game uh, with the Baltimore Ravens uh, last week on Thursday night. Um, 
so let's see if that uh that can uh last Thursday, not the one that just passed a couple Thursdays ago. Um we'll see if that energy, that same stuff can carry on for them. Uh we do have I believe LRP with us. Um we ran over our first few of the games, LRP, getting into week ten, peace. Uh anything you'd like to say before we continue or any games you want to talk about right off tops. Yeah, man. Doing what I'm feeling, brother. Peace to the gods. Peace to the gods. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Do your thing, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it pretty much, uh, I was running through the morning games. I ran through a, a good portion of them. I picked Buffalo at home against Indianapolis. I took Baltimore on the road against Chicago with or without Lamar Jackson. Cleveland at home against Detroit because it's Detroit. Uh, I took Tennessee at home against Houston. Um, and I didn't know, I haven't been paying attention whether whether or not Tyrod Taylor's coming back for Houston, even though that is a, a a good addition to that team, and they played really well. I still think Tennessee is the better team. I took Green Bay, Bay Packers on the road against divisional poets, uh, Malifaux and the Packers. Uh, Miami, like you just heard, I'm taking Miami over New York in a lowly team. We're moving on to New Orleans at Philadelphia. I'm going to take Philadelphia, and the reason why is um, no, no, no star, no star, no star. The one, two, three. Yeah, three stars are out. Um, and, and, and I'm going to call Jameis Winston a star. You know, call that week one bias or whatever. The man was playing extremely well. He had, what, two or three touchdowns before he got in, or two or three interceptions before he got injured, and, and you know, 14, 15 touchdowns he was leading the league. It, the man was playing at an extraordinarily high level for Jameis Winston. Michael Thomas, gone. Alvin Kamara, gone. I believe they're missing an offensive lineman as well. I'm taking Philadelphia at home against a lowly, really injured New Orleans team. New Orleans pulls it out. New Orleans pulls it out. I'm not I'm not gonna fret over picking Philadelphia against a well injured New Orleans team. Um again, LRP, you wanna chime in on anything, just go ahead and cut me off and, and start talking. Um Yeah, the I next think, um, I would like to uh I think the Saints will win their game, man. I don't... And this probably has no reason, no rhyme or reason based off of, you know, what you just said about the starters being out. But I can't stand the Eagles, and I don't want them to win. So I know that's <laughs> probably childish, but that's all I got this morning. And yeah, so fuck them Eagles. Use my language, but I want to pick the Saints, man. I think uh, Sean Payton will draft up something to still get that offense to be somewhat productive against a, a Eagles team that's not good either. Um, they do make you know plays here and there. It does seem like the Smith and Hurts connection is starting to bubble, maybe. Um, but it hasn't been consistent, and. You know, their run game is still by committee, you know. So uh, I think that's a that's a tough one because they're both kind of like, Ugh. but if I'm a betting man today, I will probably go with the Saints. I have a little pocket change. Mm-mm-mm. And again, look, this is uh, the Saints' number one rush defense in the Saints. Um and Miles, well, Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts, both 
went over 100 last time they played uh, last December. So um, it doesn't look like it was boding well for the Saints. Uh, yes, he's back. He's activated off the he just got activated off the IR and he's expected to play today against New Orleans. Um, that that could he could might not play, but uh, I I don't know, man. <laughs> if I want if I was him, I would want to play. But we'll see how that goes, especially with a team that isn't that healthy in New Orleans. Um, but we'll see what uh, what Miles Sanders and in, in, in the Eagles decide to do today. But I anticipate he plays. He is activated off the IR. So he is a active player on the roster right now. Will he or will he not start? I think is the issue. Um, will he dress at all today? I believe is the other issue. Um, fantasy owners again the same with the Lamar Jackson thing. Just let us know, please. Let us know. I think. Yeah, I fact. think you're. you're like, this week is going. Nothing. I ain't going to be real or nothing, bro. But I just want to say, fantasy week this week is going to suck. Everybody's out. Will hurt. Like it's going to suck. Uh, if you're if you're if you're a uh, owner like myself who doesn't have very many good players, you're riding off the mediocre to the guys who can be great. Sometimes this is y'all week to shine. Um, you know we don't have a lot of good players that are injured or, or hurt because our good players are taking over for the players that are injured or hurt. So hopefully my team can get two wins on the season in a couple leagues there, and then and I can push on through. But you are right that the way that uh, the fantasy leagues are going this this last week. A bunch of people are hurt. A bunch of, of fantasy leaders aren't going to be out there. But again, we'll see who who can ride the waiver wire for a week and and maybe get a victory and continue to keep it going. As we do speak about the Eagles and they and them being at home today, they are four and six total record. Zero oh and four at home this year. Uh, take with that what you will. They don't seem to again. A team that has a crowd like that, I don't think they could ever have a home field advantage because their own crowd will turn on them as soon as things go bad. So I think that's that's the most interesting fan base I've, I've ever seen. There is no true home field advantage in Philadelphia. Now, home field advantage is something you would see in, in, a, in a place where even if they're down, they're quiet for offense and they're loud for defense. Um, there's, that a lot, there's those places around the league, Philadelphia, when they're down, they're loud the whole time telling them how their team sucks and they need all of these sitting on the bench and they need to fire everybody. And I don't understand how you could play for that team and think that the fan base cares about you, but that is a discussion for another day. Um, again, Owen four at home for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I lose that one. I don't think I'll fret too much. Um, next game on the docket. Five and five Carolina Panthers hosting the three and six Washington, formerly known as Redskins. The the way that one goes for me is Cam Newton takes a bigger chunk of the offense. He spent the entire week with the first team. He spent all of that. You know, PJ Walker didn't get any time. Uh, any other quarterbacks didn't get no time with the first team. It was strictly Cam Newton. I think we see Cam Newton start to finish. Maybe they sprinkle a little PJ Walker for some uh, for some uh, misdirection type stuff to try to you know maybe do some Tyson Hill type stuff where you bring in a not saying he's Tyson Hill but where you bring in a second quarterback runner type guy who can who can change the game especially when you have a dominant quarterback runner type guy in Cam Newton. So 
I'm taking Carolina Panthers at home. That defense is stout. Christian McCaffrey back healthy. They're running the game. They just dominated the the Arizona Cardinals, uh, even though they didn't have their number one QB or their number one wide receiver. They still dominated them offensively. Um, They put up points and and did that against that top Carolina defense uh, or that top Arizona defense. So um, I'm taking Carolina at home against the Washington team who, who, who desperately needs a win coming off a bye um, or coming off the, 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 uh, the Tampa Bay win off the bye. Um, so that's a, that, 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 hey, maybe they're confident. Carolina squashes that confidence today. Carolina wins big at home over Washington, in my opinion there. Um, you know, um, Cam will be starting and, um, They've they've already you know they they said I think they said that on Tuesday I think it came, it came as quick right after you know but uh you are right he's uh, gotten majority of the snaps this week they are fully um, invested and in going ahead and let him uh, be the man you know from for foreseeable future um, well you know, whatever, until the end of the season or whatever, unless he gets hurt. But Chris, Chris, uh, Christian McCaffrey is also back. That defense is still, you know, pretty nice. Brian Burns and whatnot and all them boys. So, uh, and, uh, you know, Washington is, they did show up versus Tampa, but it's still Washington. And, you know, I think there's also something to be said about the storyline, you know, not probably something that if you're not a fan of those particular teams, you wouldn't tune in for, but Cam going against Ron Rivera, you know, back at home. So, yeah, but I got Carolina as well. Doesn't seem to be uh, nothing too crazy with that one there. Um, Washington still trying to find their way, and without their starting quarterback and Ryan Fitzy, I think it's a it's a big deal again. Washington, even though I say Taylor, I think it might be Tyler. I'm not sure. Henneke, he can play, man. We'll see how that goes. Um, next game on the dog. He can. He can. Yeah. I, I, the kid can throw it for real. You know what I mean? And he's tough as nails. I like him, but I, I don't mm-hmm. think he got enough. But you go ahead, bro. I just. All righty, now you know I'm just letting the background noise in my house get out of here. But, yeah, man, we're just going to move on to the next one. Um, Las Vegas Raiders hosting the Cincinnati Bengals. This, to me, could be a playoff preview. The winner of this game has a real, real shot making a run at winning their division and possibly hosting the loser of this game because they have a real, real shot of making the seventh seed, even with a loss today. So, five and four teams, Cincinnati, three and two on the road, Las Vegas, three and two at home. Again, Las Vegas, what a hell of a halftime show. If, if anybody ever gets to do something in their life, it's go to a Las Vegas Raiders game. That halftime show is spectacular, and it's every game. I mean, it's only eight games, but still, every game. And then, of course, you got a bunch of other stuff down there. Um, but, yeah, man, that's a what, – what, what happens during the halftime show? Um, it, it, it ranges. 
It's a Vegas show at halftime. You get a Vegas show at halftime. Uh, Pretty much you get a Vegas show at halftime, whatever it may be. I think one time uh, Chris Angel was hanging from the roof at halftime. So uh, so they do all kinds of stuff uh, there. And then, of course, uh, the real the real spectacle of sports there. We're getting a little off course here, but it is Sunday. The real spectacle of sports in Las Vegas is the Las Vegas Knights. And that hockey team, what they do pregame, what they do during intermission, and what they do postgame if they win is an absolute party. It is an absolute party, and you get the same thing. You get shows at intermission. It is a... It is a it is a show. It is an absolute show. And then you get a hockey game right in the middle. And not on and on top of it, another tangent, that Vegas Knights team was just in the Stanley Cup finals. They are a really good team, so they're out there winning games. So it's actually fun to watch them as well. It is fun to be there. So Vegas is doing things, man, um as it pertains awesome. to sports. Uh but that is awesome. they do have it is awesome. They do have a real tough opponent today. Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, Triple J's. I don't know, man. We should think of a cool nickname for them. Uh, but those guys are putting up numbers. They're doing their thing. And they're playing really well in a division that's playing really well. Cincinnati Bengals on the road, one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr hasn't been playing well these last couple games. Um Josh Jacobs just getting back into the swing of things, and then I think they need – they are really hurting. They're really hurting without that deep threat in Henry Ruggs. They do have Deshaun Jackson, though. He does play – he does have that bonehead play, immediately catching a deep ball and then and then fumbling it, whatever. He gets that lockdown. He doesn't have more he, – he has more good plays than he has of those. You're just going to have to live with it, I guess, if you're Vegas. Um, just hopefully it doesn't happen in a big moment. Um but I'm going to take Cincinnati on the road against Las Vegas, a good team in Las Vegas, a good defense that's been playing well. Um, but I just think Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, them boys on the defense over there, they've been playing and need a victory. They know they need a road victory against an AFC team to help bolster this record. Six and four for the Bengals would prove to do a lot, especially since Pittsburgh is starting uh, Ben Roethlisberger, probably Mark Dennett L. And then you have, uh, Lamar Jackson not starting. I picked them to win, but that you never know how that's going to go. Uh, and then Cleveland is Cleveland. They do get Detroit, but Cleveland's Cleveland. So that division is so close. They get a big win here against an AFC divisional opponent. Uh, I think we could be looking at some some real real um, playoff implications as it pertains to these two teams individually, possibly playing each other in the future where they play at, and then these two teams where they land in the future playing against other teams in the playoffs, or whether they get to sit at home uh, that first week and play a game or whether they get to take the road trip. Um, anything you'd like to say about this Raiders-Bengals game, LRP, before we get on to the next one? No, I, I, I echo the same things you just said, and um, I agree the Bengals uh, would win this game, even though the Raiders are, you know, they're not, not all the way bad. You know they could they could win, but I think with the firepower of the Bengals and you know I think they'll pull it out. So I got I'm right there with you. Yeah, I don't think there's much 
much ado about that one. I think if the Raiders do win, I'm sure me and you won't be surprised by it. Um, as uh, we move on to the next one, there's two games, three games in the afternoon, I believe. Uh, let me double check that here. Do, 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 do. That wraps up the morning games in case you were wondering. we. Oh, sorry. That was the first of the afternoon games in Las Vegas, that Cincinnati game, starting at two one oh five on the West Coast, four oh five on the East Coast. Sorry about that. I wanted to wrap up the morning games and let you know we moved on to the afternoon, but we did that and we are here now. Four twenty five on the East Coast, one twenty five on the West Coast. Seattle, one and three at home, three and six overall. The division. Big boss, big daddy, big brother, whatever you want to call him. Eight and two overall, five and zero oh on the road. Arizona Cardinals missing, I believe, Kyler Murray may or may not be back. I'm not 100 percent sure on the status of Kyler if he's going to be back. And then again, of course, if he does come back, how he's going to look after the time apart with his team. Um, and goes for Russell Wilson. We getting the same Russell Wilson uh, we saw in the cold up in Lambeau. Are we getting a, a little healthier, a little warmer weather? I don't know if it's raining or not up there yet, uh, how bad the weather is. Um, but, but look, oh, here we go. Here we go. 40 degrees. Looks like rain. <laughs> 40 degrees and a little bit of rain, it looks like, out there. So we'll see how that finger holds up. It's definitely not below 30 like it was in Lambeau. Um, and, you know, the, they might have it wrapped up a little better to keep it, you know, to keep it from, from freezing on them. Man, this is a tough one. You got James Conner running the football real well. Collins running the football real well. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins going to be out, so you got to rely on Christian Kirk and AJ Green and them boys um, to 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 handle the, the the wide receiver duties, which I don't think any of us have a problem handing. You know, the wide receiver reins over to those guys as much as DeAndre Hopkins helps in defensive and against the defensive scheme. I think those other guys, I think we we think are capable. Colt McCoy playing or Kyler Murray playing is an interesting one. Um, the way they have it here is Buda Baker is questionable. Jonathan Ward is out. Kyler Murray is questionable. Colt McCoy is questionable. Tanner Vallejo, linebacker, is on the injured reserve. They put him on the injured reserve yesterday. So that's the Cardinals injury report going into the game. And then, of course, the Seattle Seahawks put their running back, Chris Carson, on the injured reserve. Uh, making Collins their their intimate starter for the for the foreseeable future. Cody Barton questionable linebacker, uh, safety Jamal Adams questionable cornerback J D J Reed questionable, and Kerry uh, Hyde Jr. questionable for the Seahawks. Um, there's a bunch of other ones there, but those that's getting into some players that maybe not have a, a huge impact on the game. I'm gonna go with the division leader, and I know it's gonna go against policy. Um, because Seattle, this is a this this has Russell Wilson chip shoulder. Seattle loud as loud as fuck for the entire game, um, ruining Arizona's uh, chance, you know, and giving the Rams who are on a bye week um, an opportunity to kind of steal one next week if they get a win, even though they're head to head. So look, I'm taking the Cardinals on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. They're the better team. They have the better coach. They have the better roster up to down, even though the starters may not be starting. This is the better team to me. The Cardinals are just a better team. 
I, I, they have the better coaching staff when it pertains to offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Obviously, when we talk about head coach, that can be a legacy debate. We're not getting into that. In the last couple of years, Cliff Kingsbury is the man. He knows what he's doing. His offense knows what, he's, what they're doing. The team seems to know what they're doing. Man, the dude's kicking back in that million-dollar mansion from the draft, and he's having a hell of a time winning and winning and winning. I think they continue the winning streak. I think they win on the road, 6-0 and on the road, 9-2 and overall. Cardinals doing their thing, and it's going to put pressure, especially if the, if the Packers can't win today against Minnesota, it's going to put pressure on these other teams in the NFC, especially a team like the Packers, to try to get back up in that first place. So Arizona on the road. I heard you creep in an LRP. The, ro- the floor is yours, 6-0 and on the road, 9-2 and overall, taking Cardinals today. I was saying that house is nice. Um, well, this is probably where we're going to break on this one. Uh, I got Seattle for this game because mm-hmm. of all the things that you pointed out at home. And um, it, I think even though they haven't officially announced it on the graphic that they just showed on the pregame for one of these sports shows was um, Coach, Coach McCoy instead of uh, Kyla. On the graphic, you want to put the quarterbacks head to head. Um, and I saw a brief excerpt that it would be Coach McCoy from Adam Sefter this morning, even though they said that a Kyler would be a game time decision. It's no point. It's, it really isn't. They got to buy next week. You know, um, yeah, this game is a divisional game, and you know, it's you're in the tough spot because you really don't want to just go all. Um, you don't want to uh, have that kind of willy-nilly attitude versus uh, divisional opponents saying, ah, if we drop it, you know, whatever. You don't want to do that. But at the same time, if you got Kyler Murray and you're Super Bowl, you know, late in the playoffs, NFC championship, threatening or bound, and this, these players can use another week, to get healthy, then that's what you do. That's what you do. You, you know, mm-hmm. that's for the future. You definitely don't go for the instant gratification right now, even though it's it's important. But you just got to weigh which one is more important. And I think the future is more important. So you let them man chill for another week. Give them a bye. Let the offense get back in sync when Hopkins coming back and everybody's coming back after a week from now. And then you're ready to rock and really go back to where you were before the injuries, which was undefeated. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what I would do. But And I think Seattle gets that win today. In Seattle, you know, that crowd is a thing. That weather is a thing. Um, Russell Wilson appears to be, you know, half man, half lizard, rejuvenated his finger like ain't nobody else's business. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so I go with the with Seattle today. Look, if you're if you're Arizona and you're looking at the future and you go, we have a two game lead against the second place person in the NFC West, and everyone's gonna go, no, it's nine and it's eight and two and 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 seven and three. It's one. No, they beat them already. So they have a two game lead on the on the Los Angeles Rams right now. 
Even if they tied, they would still have the tiebreaker by beating Los Angeles. That's what I'm getting the point at. So you have a two-game lead against the second person in the NFC West. You have a bye coming up. This is an NFC West opponent that has three wins. You give them their fourth win, yeah, it looks good against you. They look good for a week, but look, it's not a big overall thing. You're planning for the future. You're planning for the for the Super Bowl. You get healthy. You get right coming out the bye. You can go on a run there. So I am 100% behind that. My anticipation is even with Coach McCoy, I believe in Cliffs Kingsbury. I did that two weeks ago. They won me the game. I, I, I don't know how I felt about them last week, um, but they didn't look good. They did not look good against Carolina Panthers. But, again, this is a league that whether or not we want to believe it, some teams just got other teams. Whether or not the, the coaches change or whatever, it's just something in the air, something in the building, something in the people. Carolina is 6-0 and against Arizona Cardinals in the last six games, including the playoffs, going back like four, five, six years, seven years, eight years. So they just got their number for whatever reason. I'm going to put that as the football gods know what they're doing, and we'll move on from that one. As you move forward, losing this game, it really doesn't mean much in the grand scheme of things. Like you said, in the now picture, it makes Seattle look good. It gives questions for the media to ask about Arizona moving forward, but it is what it is. They get to keep going forward. They will still be number one in the NFC West. They they come out of the bar, and I believe they have another divisional game. If not, they have a great game. So it's going to be up to them. It's going to be up to them to, to see uh, – to see how it moves forward. Uh, 11 minutes ago from Ian Rappaport, uh, host of Rap Sheet and Friends uh, on the Pat McAfee show, uh, the Ravens and their medical staff have tested Lamar Jackson. It is not COVID, but the exact virus hasn't been identified. It's not the flu, but it is serious enough that it is serious enough to make him feel horrible. He is not well enough to go. There is no Lamar Jackson today against the Chicago Bears. Um, depending on how he reacts to this um, virus, this flu-like thing that is not the flu, uh, we will see how it continues going forward. Um, they will uh, they will get him his medicine and, and, and things of that nature. He'll be fine. I think with some rest, some IVs, and not having to worry about football for a week or two, he will be fine. Um, and then we'll, we'll, his body will, will get back to normal. Um, as we continue to move forward, I'm still picking the Ravens against the Bears. Um, I just think the Ravens have a better team, um, and the Bears are, are are learning. Again, you don't have the Khalil Mack, and the defense is hurting. Um, and you see there, that's why it's going to suck this year, Nacho. I mean, this week, because what do I do? What do I do? Me, when I got a. Uh, Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson as my fantasy quarterback. <laughs> what do I do? And neither one of them are droppable. And I, nor would I. Not for no one week. You know what I'm saying? Get a chance of losing those dudes. For the, what? what? That would be stupid. Just to get, what, 28 points from another motherfucker? No. I'm not doing that. I'm not dropping them now. But I'm, I, that's why this week sucks because I got no quarterback now. I just just found that out, America. That was real time news right there. Depressed. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the next game, which might even make you more depressed when I pick it. Um, seven and two overall, Dallas Cowboys three and one on the road. Six and four, Kansas City Chiefs three and two at home. It is the Air Mayor. I was gonna say Arizona. <laughs> It is the America's Game of the Week on Fox, 225 in my home state, 125 on the East Coast, 
24-25 on the West. Cowboys smacked the Chiefs. That's all there is to it. Uh, they put up 30-40. Um, that defense is still the defense of the Chiefs. Let's not get it twisted. Um, the Chiefs will try and try. I got Trayvon Diggs with two interceptions before this is all said and done, uh, and the Cowboys run away with this. I know it's got a 50-50 split on ESPN. Everyone thinks this will be close. It's two and a half. That's what Vegas says. Cowboys run away with this game. This is a true NFC powerhouse divisional leader, Super Bowl contender in the Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs, who have a stellar, elite, top two, not two quarterback in the league. If you want to talk talent, you want to talk future, you want to talk everything that he's doing, and the offense is still its offense. But that defense is still that defense, and it is still atrocious. I'm not letting one week against the Raiders change my mind when I have nine weeks of other games of proof. That team on defense is bad in Kansas City. Maybe, maybe Pat Mahomes keeps him in it. Maybe, because that offense is that offense. And sometimes we've seen it can do that thing. But I'm not letting one week sway me. I'm taking the Cowboys on the road. Big victory. Game of the week. Of course, we all got to hear Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. But it'll be a fun game to watch if you're a Cowboys fan. Me too, man. But LRP, your thoughts, my friend. I don't want to surprise you, man. I think, you know what, this is where the uh, the mind of LRP goes a little wacky sometimes for some people who may not get it. But I tell you, I tell you it's all deeper than rap. You know what I mean? Um, so I'll say this. I think that this game for Dallas, this is in particularly to Dallas, and how they're going to continue after this week the reports or the news or the conversations or the storylines of what they really, really are. You know what I mean? Because they, well, they're going to talk about them anyway because, every you know, America loves to talk about the star. And they always love their stars. You know what I'm saying? Deep in a rap. You see how I did that? But it's true because... I think Kansas City is going to win this game. And I think Kansas City is going to win this game in an offensive crazy blitz, like much like last week, where now it feels like the Kansas City's got get-right game has come to fruition. And Dallas is going to be the unfortunate victim of that to where though it carries on that NFL drama, that storyline, Cowboys an accident waiting to happen, are they for real? Can they go up against a actual true winning team and still perform? You know, or is it going to be much like uh, much to do about week one, where they went up against a juggernaut and just you know remained competitive but didn't win? Um, that's that's what I think. That's what I think. I think the Chiefs will win. I think the Chiefs will win at least by two touchdowns, and I think the Dak and old Cowboys are going to do enough so as though most people, most pundits will feel confident talking about them in the light that they have been thus far. But there will be storylines to say, what if? What if? Are they? Mm-hmm. Aren't they? And I think that will continue after the day. The, and, the, and the shocking game of the week, game two. You know, look, if, if you're going to tell me that, uh, you know, 
Pat Mahomes and them boys put up 48, 50 points, and then Dak and them put up 30 some. I believe you, and and I and I would and I would definitely think that would <laughs> that would classify as uh, the the media could give Dak Prescott and them boys them flowers, and then they could kill a defense that had been that would get the narrative of quote unquote playing above what they are. So that would be amazing for I think all of America, American media, American football media, if the Cowboys can put up 30, 35, maybe even somewhere in 38, lose by still two touchdowns, it would be amazing for American football media. They get to talk about the defense and then they get to give Derek Prescott and them boys flowers. So, uh, and uh, but but again, if that that uh that Chiefs defense shocks the world and does things that I, I don't expect, like maybe hold that Dallas Cowboys offense to 14 or less. Uh, that, that'll be, that'll be something to talk about uh, all week. Uh, we do have Edith chosen one running through real quick. Bills over the Colts, Ravens over the bears, Browns over the lions, Titans over the Texans, Packers over the Vikings, Dolphins over the Jets, Eagles over the saints, uh, Panthers over the Washington, formerly known as Redskins team. Uh, a morning game we I skipped because it is the Jacksonville Jaguars playing the 49ers. I think everyone's on the board. Um, and then the Las Vegas Raiders uh, over the Bengals. And then I just picked the Cowboys over the Chiefs. Um, LRP, I can't remember all your picks. But either chosen one, we are going to – that is the all-the-day games we will wrap up with uh, Sunday Night Football. You call that the best time. Anything you like to talk about those morning games, LRP, anything you want to shout out about the morning games that I said um, and my picks after E, you are more than welcome. And if uh, anything you guys want to talk about, I said these morning games that just interest you, that peak in you, like I said earlier, got your eyes peaked and your ears watching. What you got going on? You the chosen one. Peace, everybody. Happy Sunday. Um, I agree with every pick except for Vegas. Over who's who they're playing again? I, I've heard Vegas and Bengals, and I and I didn't and I didn't pick the. I'm sorry, I I I misspoke. I meant the Vegas experience over the Bengals, but I'm picking the Bengals. Uh, the the Bengals are going to win that game. Yeah, sorry, I I'm I'm going with the Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals all the way on that game. Outside of that, I'm with everything that was going on. It's just good to hear you fellas' voices to have a day that we just talk about everything else outside besides the Giants, because tomorrow, obviously, we will be the Monday night headliner for us, of course. And regardless to whatever game of the week it is, it's always the game of the week for us when it comes to them. So, you know, shout-outs to LRP. I hear you, bro. Um, happy Sunday again. No, really don't got too much, man. I agree with everything. I agree with everything. Like I said, just the Bengals. I'm choosing the Bengals, of course, so that's about it, man. Um, Storylines, I need just the whole NFC East besides us to lose, like always. And um, that's about it, man. It's a light mm-hmm. Sunday. Relax. That's it, brothers. God bless and you guys. And as you can see, real quick, e, as you can see, Nacho, that my all my picks for NFC, if you notice, as we went through, <laughs> so the method to the madness, bro. Because if you realize what I did, I picked. I only won in the NFC East to lose. Exactly what I did. That was not by design or mistake. 
Y'all gonna hold it down because I gotta get them together. No doubt. Take your time. Do your thing. Um, yo, I can't even move. Got up my pants, though. I can't even move in this fantasy too, bro. I got Lamar is out. And Kyla is out. Those both of my quarterbacks, bench and starting quarterback. I can't drop neither one of them. Because... Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, what? What happened? Who's out? Lamar Jackson. Why the fuck is he out? <laughs> he got a sickness or stomach bug or something. I'll be right back. Oh hell, sister! No. Oh hell, no. No. My father's just going to do me like that. Oh, that ain't right. Oh, that ain't right. That's some bullshit. I couldn't, I couldn't even afford this shit. Oh, my God, yo. I couldn't even afford that. Could not even afford it. So what? Yeah. Go with Diane Jones. Let's go. Let's go, Daniel. Let's go, Daniel. Let's do this. Damn, y'all, that's fucked me up, though. I had Lamar Jackson about, like, three, four leagues. Two in the uh, Shakedown leagues. Two in the Yahoo leagues. You know what I mean? Been eating all year. Been winning all year. And I wake up and there's some bullshit like this. That's some, that's some bullshit. Now, I don't even know how they're going to even try to win. You don't got Hollywood Brown or Lamar Jackson. Like, how the fuck? How do you think you're going to win? Sorry, I'm trying to hold it down. I'm trying to set this damn line up as well before I'm totally screwed and lose. That shit would have been fucked up if I woke up at 1 o'clock and seeing Lamar Jackson was inactive. Do you know how mad I would have been all day? All fucking day? Pretty much same time. I should be good. Oh, thank God. That was scary. I ain't got no quarterback. So now I got to go with Herbert, Danny Jones, and Brady. Ain't this 
That's cool. Anyway, um, while they are trying to handle their business and take care of them kids, I'll go on my little take on these games. Even though I gave y'all my guy on the hot seat, um, hopefully I can get my boys. I know Nacho just gave me his. Um, he's going to send me his, I believe. Uh, I'm going to try to get the rest of my boys out the way as well. It's not. It's Texas. Or just text with the yummy, the pics. It's all good. But, um, yeah, look at these damn guys. These motherfuckers just acting all slow. Why the fuck? No. Come on, Lamar, man. What type of year is this for him, man? Well, COVID, sickness, all types of shit that is driving me nuts. Driving me nuts, son. I'm like, yo, how Elijah Mitchell is out? Fucking people's. Motherfuckers got to go with they got to go with. So I definitely um, I got to roll with Kyla and Sarge and uh, my bad for the absence, but yo, fake dad, what is this? I'm glad this ain't the championship league or I would have been pissed, bro. But League Three? I got Jackson, Marquise Brown, the uh DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham, Booker, mm. Kyler Murray. Yo, all of them motherfuckers is done, bro. All of them. Like, what? What? I'm rolling like Dan C. Dan C rolled a 76. Yeah, I saw 76 on this squad the whole week. I said, he just haven't updated it yet. He will. He can't possibly run with 76. And now I know he had no choice, but He was probably going through it. <laughs> no choice. I got Mika uh, Fitzpatrick. He got COVID. <sighs> I got nothing. I got nothing. What's that, a league one? Nah, that's three. Oof. I'm cool beans in league one. I made some moves. Some good ass shifting and moving around and then League One, I might actually finally get a goddamn win. I might finally get a win, bro. Especially when I see who I'm dealing with. Who I'm playing. I hope so. I hope so. That's embarrassing, bro. Yo, I'm going it's against Press. I owe him one. I owe him one. That this is the reunion. This starts right here. It starts right now. I'm still going. I'm going to go away. A game win streak? How many games play? Did fantasy? Yeah. I think it's five or four. Five or four. All right. I got McCaffrey. Got Barkley. Got Williams. Got Waddle. Got Ingram. Got AJ Green. Got AJ Green. Yeah, got Titans. I got Autry. Got Devin White. And Derwin James. 
man. And this, and America, this is fucking, this is the goddamn prelude. Because I'm telling you, after you just heard that, it was like, oh, he's great. Right? Talk to me on Monday, goddamn. Talk to me on Monday. Will, let the record show, let the court show that the defendant, me, the victim, no, I'm probably, yeah, the victim will be witnessed at a ridiculous rate. Just understand that. But shit, he got, he got my homes, though. See, I already lost. Look at that. He got my homes. My homes going to get like 100 points today. Yeah, that's what my life is doing. All right, so quick question here. Would you go with Corey Davis or would you go with McCole Hardy? And that's I ain't helping. I ain't helping you. Why are you asking for help? What was that? <laughs> help. Help, Mr. Zero. No. Dr. Why would Zero. you want my, Why would you believe Zero. I'm Owen Zero. Corey Davis or McCole Hardman, Dr. Zero. <laughs> I haven't won the game. Why would you trust anything? Whichever, whichever one that you pick, I'm going to pick the other one. Yeah, he's, he's fade LRP. But um, did you guys get into that Sunday night game in it all? I was not. That's not. I'm just getting back up in here. What you say? Talking about all our right, fantasy, cool. really. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. As we get into Sunday night, again, 620 Arizona time, 520 West Coast, 820 East Coast. Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, like I said, 5-3. Five three and one Pittsburgh, five and four Los Angeles. Um, you got Justin Herbert out there, you know, nineteen touchdowns, seven interceptions. Austin Eckler, five touchdowns, but he's got five hundred twenty-three rushing yards. And then of course Keenan Allen doing, you know, the the receiving yards, but not Keenan Allen things with only two touchdowns. Um, ben Rossberg coming back, Najee Harris, you know, out there six forty-six and four touchdowns, and then uh, Deontay just Deontay Johnson, right? Yep, and 613 yards, three touchdowns for him. Again, the the Steelers just tying the Lions, um, having to travel cross-country down south to the L.A. Um, for a Sunday night game in prime time where um, I think the Chargers run away with this game. Is it, it? This is the Chargers' uh, moment, so to speak. They need to whoop this team's ass and then move on. Um, this is a team that has <laughs> hopes and dreams in Pittsburgh and Los Angeles uh, has plans. They have a, they have a game set plan in, in, in motion to make these playoffs and try to, and try to win the Super Bowl. And the Steelers are living off hopes and prayers that, that Ben Rossberg put one foot in front of the other and not trip and fall. Um, so you need to go out Brandon Staley and dominate this game offensively, dominate this game defensively and run away with this. Uh, make most of America turn this game off by halftime. And uh, unless you're a diehard Chargers fan or a diehard Steelers fan, no one should watch this game in the second half because the Chargers will run away with it. You take the Chargers, minus six at home, 47 and a half over under. I'm staying far away from that. But I got the Chargers big tonight on Sunday night. LRP, your thoughts on this evening's game? Chargers, uh, Herbert. 
I would like to see that offense start moving the ball down the field more as they did last year. You know, um, seems like they kind of slowed up on that a couple of weeks ago. But I like the Chargers in this matchup. Um, who's the running back? That's that's been their issue, right? Or what is it? I don't even know what Chargers life like. Let me get into it. I don't know how they've been living, to tell you the truth. But I like the Chargers in the matchup. I ain't got really too much of it tonight. Well, they started off hot in the year, but um, maybe I'll say three weeks, uh, they've been slacking down, especially Herbert. Um, not sure, you know, has he hit a, a little slump or if, um, you know, it was just those defenses that he played, which I believe, and I believe that um, – this Pittsburgh team is a good defense, but it could be had, and I think Herbert will have them in this game. So um, I, I expect a big game from Herbert. I wasn't starting him in um, the shakedown leagues. I was starting Lamar Jackson over him, but, hey, <laughs> let's go, Herbert. Yo, what the hell J Rock mean ghost never die, bro? Why you put the why you say that? What I what I miss, bro. I ain't I ain't gonna I'm gonna stick to I'm gonna stick to the phone and not joke, but later somebody tell me J Rock tested Ghost Never Die in the chat. And I'm like, what does he mean by that? <laughs> um, probably because Howard <laughs> Ghost came on last night, midnight. Um, so go check it out whenever y'all can do so. But I didn't yeah, know it was good episode. Yeah. Yeah. I I was man, I was up all night watching BMF and uh Power, man. I'm telling you, man, that was a wonderful night for me. Wonderful night for me. I'm going, but, um, that's what I'm watching yeah. instead of football. That is going to be my kickoff. Ooh, I didn't know. I thought it was tonight, bro. Yeah, it is officially tonight, but you know they, they bring them out on midnight and, and all that whatnot. So, yeah, oh, already came out. And, uh, to the Power Universe, man, all year long, man. We leave off BMF. That was last episode of BMF for the series, uh, season. It's not, not series, excuse me, but for the season. Crazy episode there. Um, didn't see a lot of that coming, uh, only because I know the true stories and the real stories. But, um, you know, cinematic shit, uh, that's cool. Um, they're going to dramatize the whole situation and that's fine uh, and uh y'all will see what i'm saying as soon as y'all see it so but uh yeah like great shit and um you can't stop me i can't right wait now. till the next season yeah you can't stop me right now, man. so so does either of you have a pick for this sunday night football steelers versus <laughs> chargers game you said it well 
Yes, I think we all going with the Chargers. We all going all right. with the Chargers. I figured that was going to be the case with the Pittsburgh being Pittsburgh, and again they they they, they are who they are, and they've got a couple wins, and of course you tied you tied Detroit. It's probably going to end up being not looking good for you going into the future. And then of course we got Monday night. Uh, we will have a, a a a say that one more time. Not Joe. Is Watt playing? Why does that? T.J. Watt. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's out. Yeah, he is out. He's, he's out. out. He's out. He's out. Yeah. yeah. And so, so, you know, when you, when you got, you know, you got your only weapons are gone, and uh, it's just not a good look for the Steelers. So I'm taking the Chargers big tonight at home uh, on Sunday Night Football. And then, of course, we will cover Monday night tomorrow. No. Nope. Hold on. No, I'm going with the Steelers. I'm sorry. I'm tripping. I'm going with the Steelers. Mike Tomlin, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Okay. Changing my pick All righty. Uh, we will get, uh, I'm sure uh, we are ready for Shakes to get LRP's picks on the board right now. Um, unless that was your text. I don't think that was J-Rox's in the thing, so we should be good. I, yep. I, was, I was just going to send them. I was going to send them to him. I ain't, you? Better just woke up. I ain't going to have him pull out his papers. I'll, I'll text it. All righty, that'll work out. Everything Ooh, works out. God, I was just about to run and go grab that chair. I was like, let me go grab this notebook. You're a good guy. Hey, man, consider folks' feelings. <laughs> That's why I, I am who I am. And I'm human behavior. I ain't about to make that man go get his notebook right now. I can text that shit to him. Let that man chill. I just woke up and tried to, you know what I mean, just put the blood in me. I know y'all heard me coughing. You know, I wasn't trying to get myself together yet, you know. <laughs> Already. So we can move on. To, uh, Nacho, stop calling you Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> I say that lovingly. <laughs> it's like, get in line, maggots. <laughs> <laughs> to the topic so yeah sorry had a uh had a uh disruption behind me going on i had to clean up before i had some bad super bad audio going on my bad gentlemen uh back into this uh, we could get into uh any of the games you want to talk about um and then of course uh like i said out in the twitters first and anything and then like i said at the beginning of this show um i'm sure we will have a shakes montana monday tomorrow if not, we will have a pregame show for you guys. I'm sure it'll go down. Uh, and then, of course, we will have a Nacho Average Tuesday. It will be fully dedicated to the Monday, Tuesday Blues, how you guys handle the loss and moving forward, how do you continue to move forward into the future looking towards the draft. We'll, I, will, I will be nice enough to not do anything on week 11. We will strictly keep it Giants on Tuesday for you all with the Monday night game. I'd like you all to get your mornings out, get your blues out, get all the sadness out, get into Thanksgiving and get happy about our families. Um, anything you guys want to discuss as we talk about these morning games? We're going to stop talking about morning as if it's already post-mortem. You need to stop. We still zombies out here. <laughs> zombies zombies would yeah. be post-mortem. You would have to die to become a zombie. But that's semantics. That's uh, what as, made it funny. <laughs> as, as, as we move to the Sunday games uh, because like I said we will have a full show tomorrow 
three hours dedicated to us talking about this game. Me, um, Offense, defense, all that good let, shit. Let me say something real quick just to get the people to know what's going on this week because it is uh, Thanksgiving week or whatever. And so um, you definitely will have a Montana Monday uh, pregame in this show. Um, we won't pregame in the game. Uh, the Giants game, big game against Tampa Bay. So join us and join me and my friends for that episode. And then uh, Tuesday, you definitely got Nacho Atlas Tuesday. Um, and Wednesday, debate Wednesdays, you should have that as well. But I don't believe we're going to have a Thursday episode because of the Thanksgiving and all that. Pretty sure people going to be all fat and try and watch football all day. So no show on Thursday. So LLP, you are relieved this week. Yeah, you know I mean? You ain't even got to call off or ask E or me to hold you down. You're relieved, baby. All right? I wouldn't have um, been relieved then, anyway because uh, the brother's birthday yeah, is Saturday. Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, East Out Fridays, we should be back in intact. So, you know, that's the week in line. I mean, the week lineup for y'all just to let y'all know what's going on with the show and what we're doing this week. But yeah, no show on Thursday, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Sorry, Sorry. Nacho. Go ahead, back with your agenda. Yeah, three no, games. it was it was on you. It was on you or LRP. Just that we could discuss these Sunday games, if anything. That really just picked you yeah, yeah, man. The game I, that I really want to just... talk about the one o'clock games real quick before I go on. Real quick. What you saying, Nacho? I mean, LRP. LRP. My bad. Just, I just, we got three games that day, right? For Thanksgiving, you got Browns. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Lions. Three. Three great games, too. Okay. That's what's up. Um, yeah, man. Happy Thanksgiving. We got uh, holidays. It ain't felt you right me and Nacho had spoke about it the other day, um, but um, you definitely got Detroit the first game, and, you know, I didn't get that motherfucker out of the way, which is great because, you know, like I said, those first games, you don't really be paying attention too much to it. You, you, you have it on your TV, but you're running around, you're still trying to cook, you're still trying to get the ingredients, you're still trying to get your beers and, 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 and your, your cabbage, you know what I mean, both cabbages. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all know what I mean? But, <laughs> you know, um, you know, you, you're just trying to um, get yourself prepared on that first game. So that was great for them to uh, schedule Detroit and get that shit out of the way and uh, get that game out. But then after that, man, you got Dallas and uh, and uh, who, I forget who they playing, but that that was a, it was a good game as well. And then um, later on that night, we have a, another great game, I believe. Buffalo at New Orleans. See, I was going to say New Orleans, but I want I wanted to make sure because y'all know how I feel about New Orleans. <laughs> it got a special place in my heart. Love you, baby. But um, yeah, like oh man, I would have preferred a Buffalo in New England. That would have been a better game, but that's cool. New Orleans gonna be good too. That's that Maryland, that Baltimore came came out right there too. <laughs> but yeah, that's so 
<laughs> but that's gonna be a good game, man. Oh yeah, and uh, Vegas against Dallas, man. It's a four o'clock game. So Chicago and Detroit, some bullshit, you know. But and how you? Let me let me say something real quick about Detroit. All right, how you don't win no games and then have a tie on your record. They always like you, time. you can't, you can't win. So, like, that's the extent of your winning that you can't even win or lose in a game. You just gonna just, just tie. <laughs> you can't win. You can't win. No complaint. Like I can't. Hey, look, let's just walk away. <laughs> Word. I'm tired, motherfucker. You understand me? I got no more My plays in me. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? You know what? Real quick, let me ask this. We got time. Listen. All right. Talking about Detroit. All right. Now, looking like they're gonna be winless, right? At, at, at very most, they probably get a win or two. Maybe one or two. To finish the season. So more than likely they number one seed, right? So they gonna go quarterback. My my thing is, and listen, yeah, you know I mean, I'm not. I I do like golf. Okay, let me get that out there. I do like golf. I like golf. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. Do I think he's a winner? No. Do I think? That he's one of those franchise quarterbacks that I call. I'm like, no, no, he he's just above average. Kirk Cousins, like, right? So if this dude can't get you a goddamn win, right? Can't get you a win. Zero, zero, eight, and one. What the hell a new damn rookie gonna do for you? A good one could do a lot. <laughs> yeah, but there's no good ones yeah. in this draft. This draft is a, is an edgy draft. There's no good. There's, this isn't going to be a good quarterback draft. As a particular... that every year. Nacho, you know that. What happened? They say that every year. They actually every don't year. say that every year. They don't. It, it's it's not. There is there is. They have good classes. They have bad classes. This class isn't. This isn't heavy. Now, when you say a bad class, it just means that there's not more than two or three names. So it's it's not like a, a heavy, deep class where you could try to, say, get one, eight, maybe six or seven or ten. It's just not a deep class. Like know, you got two or three. Okay. All, right, all right, all right. All right, so hold on. Yeah, that's, on, that's cool. Hold, but on, I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. My bad, right? Hold on. Break it up, right? One second, right? I get what you're saying, Nacho, right? Because there is bad classes and all that. Both of y'all saying right shit, right? Let's just clear it out. Boom. You're the number one pick. Zero wins. That means you're going to get the best quarterback. It doesn't matter if it's two or three in this class. It doesn't matter if it's only one. You're going to get the one. So what will a fucking quarterback do with a zero, eight, and one fucking spot? What would that do? That, that, 
that one quarterback in this draft class is like a six or seven in the previous draft classes. I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Mm. Even if you go and get the mm. best quarterback in this draft class, he ain't even that good. So that's you're just you're you're reaching for straws at that point. You're hoping that you can get some guy and he turns out to be something at that point. When really this is a edge heavy offensive line heavy draft. You can go out and get a top edge rusher and move on. You can get two top edge rushers in your top two picks, number one and number two, and you'll be straight. You go run out Jared Goff next year, go get one or two wins, get the number one or two pick again, then you can worry about quarterbacks next year when you got the 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 Rattlers and all them boys coming out. So you have a gotcha. a you got a whole sling of things to do more than quarterback this year, especially with a team that just has too many questions at all the positions. They're already getting rid of top players at defense or getting top play. So it's just look, to me it sounds as if you just you would go and get edge rushers or an offensive line, still run golf, and let's not forget they're paying golf twenty plus million the next two years. Tied to that. Mm. So it like mm. you go out and get a quarterback, you go you're gonna pay golf twenty something million to sit on the bench or go ride this guy to get you two wins that you're gonna have to get a quarterback the next yeah. year anyway probably. So it's just and, and at this point listen. you just run it sorry, go ahead. No, my bad, my bad. But what what you're saying it's exactly my point. If you go the quarterback route, I, I believe you're setting yourself up for failure for another five, ten years because now you got to build around it and you don't have nothing. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Swift. You know what I mean? But that's it. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, like, I, I think that that's the route that they should go instead. Go to offensive linemen, grab all these up, get your team together. While you got a quarterback, that's above average, right? So um, I, I'm with that. But let me say this, though, from what you're saying, from what you're saying to me, what you just said to me, and I don't think you noticed what you said it, I mean, what, what you said to me, but what you said to my ears was this. The Giants may should have to roll with Daniel Jones again next year and not take quarterback with those two first-rounders. And because the draft is packed with offensive linemen and pass rushers, that's exactly what the fuck we need. So that's the route that we should go. That's what I heard. That's Mm. what my ears heard. I don't know what what else, what anybody else heard, but what you were just saying to me, that's what I heard. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm not I'm not trying to to knock on the QB class that is coming. It's just there's not guys. There's a couple. There's one guy I think right now that consensus, and this could be personal opinions and and how you how you how we all grade things. I don't agree with a lot of this anyway, but the overall consensus of the way the scouts in the NFL NFL Network is planning out ESPN, there's only one or two guys that are slated to go in the top 16 of this next draft. There was five that went last year, four in 2019, and, and or five in 2020. You know, four in 2019, it just five in 2018. There's not that many to choose from. So if you're if you're Detroit, you have to be certain if you're going quarterback that that is the guy you're going to run with, and he's going to have an actual competition with the guy you're going to be paying 20 plus million for. 
So look, if you go out and you do the Russell, if you do the Russell Wilson Seahawks thing, they went out and paid for Matt Flynn. Then they went out and drafted a guy, but although he was late, this is going to, we're talking first round, but I'm saying as it pertains to already having a guy on the roster paying millions of dollars to tens of millions of dollars to, and bringing in another quarterback to kind of, you know, uh, give him a thing, give him a competition that could change things up. Maybe he is. If we, if they look at him in practice, he commands the huddle better. He does things better than, 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 than golf can do. He can stay healthy. Golf's not starting today. Uh, they have someone else starting today. So, you know, if he can stay healthy and things of those nature, maybe it's something that we talk about. But in in the reality of things, they this is a league where I believe teams are starting to build before they go and get their quarterback. Now, sometimes they get thrown into positions where they have to go right away, but it seems as if the teams that are flourishing right now that weren't, you know, potentially flourishing a few years ago, they built up a roster and then – they still sucked because they didn't have a quarterback, traded up maybe a little bit, and went and got a guy. And I think that's the kind of the mold that some of these teams are starting to take, and it's not right for everyone, and it's not the way to go, multiple ways to skin a cat, as they say, but it's a way that I think Detroit has the ability to go moving forward. We'll talk about the Giants here in just a second, but keep it on the Detroit topic. They have the ability with Goff at quarterback, even though he can be good, he's not right now. With Goff at quarterback, they have the ability to possibly be okay next year. You're going to be bad this year. You're going to have number one. But you go out and get a get a get a tackle in the first round. Get another tackle in the second round. Get some edge rushers in the third round or something, and 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 kind of shore up a little offensive line. Get a little pass rush going in this league. You need it. And then the next year, maybe Goff gives you four wins. Then you're in a position to go get a, uh, an elite wide receiver. You're in a position to go get a, a star corner at four or five. You can go get someone else there. And then Goff's contract's over in 2023. You move forward uh, after that 2023 season. You move on. Hopefully he does well for you. If he doesn't, you've got another top end, top five, top ten pick. You're, you're, you know, you, you, you move forward. You get the quarterback and, you know, Again, two years, there's going to be a top quarterback class. Three years, who knows what that class is going to look like, especially with the guys that are performing now, the red shirts and the freshmen now. We'll see what that looks like. But Lions have the ability to not fuck it up, which they will, but they have the ability to go out there and, and sure up a, an offensive line, sure up these things, and, and move forward um, as, 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 it, as it goes forward. We, we dropped E there. Um, but look, the Giants, they are – I'm not um, – maybe one of you could update me. I know that you guys picked up the fifth on Saquon, and then Daniels is next year, correct? You would have to pick up Daniels' fifth next year. So at the end of this year, correct? Yep. Okay. So, look, we could talk about, you know, what you do and what you don't do. Monday night, as much as I think you guys lose, if there is a win on that, that changes the entire narrative on how you on how the rest of the season and the off season goes. I one hundred percent believe that because in order to beat that team, you're going to need all facets: defense, special teams, and offense to work and work well. And I think that if that happens, very very few chatter about Daniel Jones moving forward. Because he will have to outplay Tom Brady, who right now isn't playing the greatest 
ever in the last couple of weeks, but can still play great. So uh, to me, it, the, the game really changes a lot of my opinion because right now I could say you're right. You move into next year playing with Daniel Jones and you, you, you try and put it together. But after Monday night's game, if it's clear and evident that it's Daniel Jones and it's Jason Garrett put together, and it, it, or it's clear and evident that Jason Garrett doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, which we already think we know, and you know D- Dan Jones is trying to perform and he's putting up a performance, but he, you know the play calls aren't right. We see that you should be running, you're throwing, you should be screening, you're not. You should be doing this, you're not. Like you know, again, that that to me is an, we can get into that conversation in a minute. But to me, just if you guys dominate offensively against this Tampa Bay team, it's going to be hard-pressed for me and a lot of other people who are haters to hate on Daniel Jones moving forward. And it puts your team in a great position for playoff purposes, absolutely horrible position for draft purposes if you win this game and can and you can't afford to lose, obviously, no one can. But it, it's just it's – just, it's, this game is huge. As much as people, you know, are – Fans of the Giants are saying it's over, it's dead in the water, you know, worrying about draft, and some fans are worrying about playoffs and possibly making a run. That literally all rides on this game. And for me to make a decision about your quarterback, I think it has to be with this game tomorrow night. And I think that, that like, there's going to – I hear a lot of you guys, and you guys cut me off whenever, I know I'm rambling. I hear a lot of you guys say, like, when is Daniel Jones going to have that moment or – Oh, I've seen Daniel Jones, you know, play this well in this moment, or I've never seen him. Can I see that in a game-winning drive or this and that? Monday night will prove that. He will have to have those moments again and again and again, and he might have to have a game-winning drive moment. And if that happens, there's going to be – it's not – I can't – like today I'm saying, no, you try to find your next quarterback right now today. Sunday, November 21st, what is it, noon, 1246 East Coast time, you need a new quarterback next year. I'm saying it. It's crazy. 60 minutes can change my entire positioning on Daniel Jones, to be 100% honest. So that's how I feel about it. Um, But, again, you might be right. There is no quarterbacks to where you say – if Daniel Jones has even a mediocre remainder of the season, I don't think there's any quarterback in this draft that I would tip my hat to and say, we need to go up and get this guy or maybe use that top five pick by the Chicago Bears to go get him. I don't know. And I don't think that that guy's there this year. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Well, I think it's probably I agree. I disagree. Go ahead. And don't. I just, I don't feel, you know, I don't. First off, they always say that about the daggone quarterbacks. Always. Always. And I'm telling you, they always do it. Point blank period. And that's all, it's, it's inaccurate. LRP, 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 real quick, real quick. No, I gotta, I gotta, gotta clearly clarify this. Are you saying that there are more than five quarterbacks that are top 
10 talents, top 15 talents in this draft? Or are you saying that no matter what, teams will draft a quarterback early? Because I don't believe there's talent. I'm saying, do you believe that there is talented quarterbacks, four, five, six, because that is what I'm talking about, four or five, six talented enough quarterbacks to go in the top 15, not teams reaching for quarterbacks. I understand and I agree with you 100% about that, and that's why I think we're we're disagreeing about the wrong thing. I agree with you. Teams are going to go for the quarterbacks in the first round, in that first top 10. There's going to be teams that pick quarterbacks. I'm saying the talent is not there to validate any team doing that. And those teams that do do that will suffer. But you are 100% right. The notion is that quarterbacks will not go early, and every year they do go early. And I agree with you on that. I am saying the talent pool to choose from is really small. And if you choose outside of that talent pool, you are making a gigantic reach this year. I wanted to clarify that because I 100% agree with you. Quarterbacks go early and often, but this year doing that is a bad idea. Sorry, I didn't want to. I'm telling you, I'm telling you both. I'm telling you there are, there are seven talented quarterbacks that are playing college football right now. All of them haven't declared yet, but there are seven names that you can rattle off that could replace some of the quarterback play of current quarterback starters is what I'm telling you. And my question to, and yes, teams do always, but they, they want that narrative to continue to create draft talk. And and they always say it only to by, and during this time and by, well, March or April when the combine, you got all these guys, you know what I mean? And, and so they do that on purpose, and I get it. But that narrative has been used, programmed, and digitized and reshipped year after year after year. And these people don't watch these kids, man. I mean, quite frankly, I think Sam Erlinger could step in today and replace Carson Wentz and have that thing looking way better with the talent he got in the backfield and Pittman and the rise of these guys. I I believe this based off of what this kid can do as far as his mechanics, how he plays the game. And you see that in Pickett. You see that in Desmond Ritter. You see that in Matt Carell. You see that in Malik Willis. You see that in uh, the other guys, some two other guys that's unknown. There's a kid in uh, Virginia that just went toe-to-toe with a beast defense and a beast scheme. And the way those boys were spurred, the way Pittsburgh plays football, regardless if they undefeated like the the debutantes of the ball, the Alabamas and the Georgias and them. I'm talking about the motherfuckers six and four, six and three, grinding out wins. But that translates into NFL talent and adversity and plays and making plays. These kids are balling. And I'm asking, do you, I mean, how many games of these guys have you actually watched? Not you personally, but people who say that and then say that it's a weak class. Are these people actually watching college football? Because I'm watching. And I'm seeing the talent. You see the decision-making. 
cares about touchdowns and long-ass passes. How are they playing the game in between the minutes? And I don't think that, you know what I'm saying? I don't think you can extract that thought process if you're watching these games realistically and really evaluating how the position is played, not how fantastic they look making a play. So that's why I feel the so, way I feel. Uh, and sometimes I just don't think people are really scouting this shit. They're just doing it for sensationalized conversation. This is this is one of the weirdest conversations, and I don't say weirdest, but this is one of the hardest conversations to have. Um, one because the evidence shows that, you know, first round quarterbacks are going to be judged regardless of anything other than where they're drafted. And first-round quarterbacks over the years have just more often than not have not produced. It would be a later-round thing, the people that, that fall to teams that already might be a little bit established and, and, and already might be doing anything. I mean, we don't really need to go back to 2014 with the – was that more? I think that was Manziel and Bortles that year in the first round. Um, and, you know, the, the, EJ Manuel in 2013. It's just, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, quarterbacks are weird. And I say weird in a good way because you're never going to know what it translates into the big boys league. We have time and time again watched gentlemen win and win and win in college and show up in the NFL and don't know what it's like. And we got guys that showed up at small D3 schools. We got Butte Community College winning multiple MVPs and Super Bowls. We got, like, what is going on? Like, that should be Alabama quarter. That's what we expect. We expect those Alabama guys, those Michigan guys, those Ohio State guys to take off in the league, those top picks. They just don't. For some whatever reason, more often than not, we're wrong. And it's just the way that the quarterback leads. They go to the wrong places because that matters too, Nacho. That you matters see, then, where then, they go. And then they're, then and they're then not. That's then they're where not... you get the rethink. That's hold see, on. That's... that's where you get the reaching aspect of it because you have a yeah. team reaching for something that didn't fit with what they were trying to do. That's yes, where the reaching yes. comes in from. Yes, and I see. My point is, is that if you're a first round talent, it shouldn't really matter. If you are a first round NFL quarterback, top five, top three, top two, top one NFL quarterback, it shouldn't matter where you go. It shouldn't matter. No, it does. It, it does. shouldn't. It, it shouldn't. Does. It shouldn't. You if, you're out, talented, no, if you're if that you talented, if you're that talented, if you're that talented, hold on, because no, that's that's categorically wrong. Because I'm telling you now, if you put a quarterback with a certain OC and based off of where that person since they the student, then you got something working. But it matters who is where and who you go in development. Mac Jones will look completely different somewhere else. Don't tell me, mm-hmm. Witten. So would Daniel mm-hmm. Jones will look completely different with someone else. Mm-hmm. Those guys aren't first-round talents. That's what I'm trying to tell you, LRP. They're not first-round talents. Guys that have to go to certain places because they need an offensive coordinator. They need uh, they need an offensive line. They need star that wide receivers. They need talent. star running backs. That's not a first-round talent. That's not a first-round talent to me. It's not. It's not. It's a guy that's really good, and if you get him in the right place, he can flourish. A first-round talent can go to anywhere. What is your playbook? I got you. Learned it. I'm in there. We're winning. 
That's what first-round talent does. That That's what Patrick Mahomes does. That's what Aaron Rodgers does. On, that's what I Tom Brady does. On quarterback play. That, that's what happens. You've been spoiled with the Brett Favre and the Aaron Rodgers. That has, nothing, that, that has nothing to do with it. I watch football. Yeah. Quarterbacks who can transition from, from learning different offenses and, and, and learn how to change from the little boy sport of college football, that is nothing like the big boy sport of that we talk about in NFL, those guys who can translate and don't need to have a perfect offensive coordinator and a perfect system to flourish are not first-round quarterbacks. They're not. They are great, talented people with the right people around them. They can flourish. First-round quarterbacks don't need to sit here and have this and that go right. You don't need to hope everything else around you goes right for a first-round quarterback to succeed. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, we, we, we know that. We see that. I see it from a different level of playing field. That's all, bro. I don't put them on that pedestal as, as you know, football is football. And yeah, football is football. But, like, like we're talking about spending a first round. I'm not talking about being a talented quarterback in this league. We're spending a first round, a the most in all of the draft, on a the most important position. You have to be able to come into here and do whatever. Whatever we need you to do, you got to be able to do that at the highest level. If you can't, then why am I drafting in the first round? I'll go invest in the best players all over and go in the third and fourth round and get me a quarterback that can handle his business and, and, and manage the game. Like, Bird life, I, bro. Bird life. Bird life. You know, I, it just it – just, <laughs> I mean, I haven't – I heard your point of view, and that's peace, man. I, you know, I'm going to put this to, you know, I'm going to rock with what I was thinking, but I, I hear you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing to discuss and a lot of mm-hmm. different moving pieces, so I'm glad about that. Yeah, and I understand um, the concept of, a fan having to live with a quarterback that needs everything to go right for the past two to three decades. And a fan that went from one hall of fame quarterback who didn't know how to hold on to the football and turned it over a lot to, and won a lot to one who did that same thing about winning, but didn't turn it over. I understand how that works. And, and I get it. And maybe I'm, uh, you know, I, I, a little biased in that region, but I'm just talking about, first round talent being what we expect it to be. And, and, and I think in most people's eyes, you would expect a quarterback to be able to come in in any situation and turn it around. If you're the number one or two guy in the draft, I think that would be a perfectly good expectation um, of that guy. Um, But think him to come in and, and if you've got everything perfect around him, and he'll flourish, I, I guess that can be a first-round talent too because you've got it all there and you've made it correctly by doing everything right in the front office aspect, and now you can go and get that guy. I, I just – I don't know. Again, it's weird because does he – Well, you can have a talented guy and not know what to do with him and completely fuck it up is what I'm saying. And 
It is a yin and yang factor in order for it to look the way it's supposed to, you know, and it doesn't with Garrett. And it's not because I've been, you know, or it's been the third because I believe in the player, the quarterback, the mechanics, the decision-making, and the athletic ability. You just got to have someone to be able to harness that power. You can have, you can fully have power in a ring and not hold one and not have that one be able to fucking make the spell that you want it to make. And you can also have a brilliant child with a teacher that can completely un- fuck up that stool. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's my approach. And that's how, you know, an approach, you know, in my belief, that's how it should be in order to get the defined human behavior or desire that you want. So, I mean, so I, I, I just got to make this, I got to see. So as, as long as the OC is bad, the quarterback can never be good. I don't know. Let me think. What'd you say? Say that again. As long as the OC is bad, your quarterback can never be good. That's what I'm getting from you right now. That if the OC, if Jason Garrett or whoever the OC is, cannot be good at his job, the quarterback can't be good at his. Is that what you're saying? Like, could you have a bad OC See, and the quarterback a be good? That's That's a – I would – no, because it's a good question. It's a good question, and it, it's a good question to, you know, immediately attempt to debunk. Thought, it's not a debunking. It's great. asking if it's asking if Daniel Jones is 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 good enough. It's not debunking the Jason Garrett thing. It's asking if Daniel Jones is no, good I enough. I think I do believe Daniel Jones is good enough. Yes, and in this particular case, then yes. If your OC is bad, then your quarterback cannot be good. And yes, then and, yes. And I don't I don't want to bring case. the anomaly. Sorry, sorry, I don't want to bring the anomaly of a quarterback playing well when they have bad OCs and the narrative being this guy is winning in spite of the bad offense that is being run. Why is that but, not a narrative with Daniel Jones, if I may ask? Because why is it a narrative? I mean, you have everybody sitting up there saying, hold on, let me press in for six real quick. That's why I'm a little broken on my thought process. I'm trying to. No, you're good, sir. You're good. And talk at the same time. Apparently I'm having issues with it, but. Let me make sure I got everybody. Yeah, all right. Six, I sent you the uh, picks, bro, if you're still with us. So that's done. Games are starting, so I had to do that for you. Like, no, you ain't ever met, bro. <laughs> but, um, no, I do believe Daniel Jones is good enough. However, when you constantly stagnated by – hitting a brick wall, I mean, in a lot of aspects. And everyone is saying that. That narrative, no one, we, we don't give credence to that kind of talk in the media when, and this is going back to the draft conversation about how the pun, the, the pundits and everybody, the consensus mm-hmm. that these guys are not top first-round talent. Everyone is saying this about Garrett. Everyone. His offense is terrible when it correlates to what they're trying to do and the pieces that they have. And Daniel Jones is a big part of that piece. And 
he's bad. So why can't I have that same consensus when I'm agreeing with him? I think and I, it is bad. That's a fact. Look, look, I'm no, not going to disagree with you. I'm not going to disagree with you. The fans can – oh, sorry. You guys still with me? Sorry about that. My screen yeah. shut black on me. Uh, I, I didn't want to hush. I thought I hung up. Thank God I didn't. We, we, me and E on Thursday in the extended hour spent an entire time discussing the Jason Garrett, the Jason Garrett, uh, how bad he is and all that good stuff and everything that happens horribly in that situation. Um, uh, to, to wrap this up in a nice pretty bow, um, Jason Garrett is bad and Daniel Jones isn't a first round talent, but is talented. So when you have that double combination, when you have that, no, he needs, this is what I'm saying. Daniel Jones is a talented player. He should have never went number six overall, never in any life, in any form, in any multiverse, nowhere. In all 15 million multiverses, Daniel Jones never went number six, never. Agreed. Agreed. So, so that's, that's my point. He is not that guy. But we said and then that, on though. top we of that, that. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Nobody's disagreeing with that. But on top of that, Jason Garrett is definitely not the guy. On top of definitely not being the guy. On top of definitely being a horrible clapper. On top of definitely just being a horrible person. He is just not it. He's not it, never been it. Now you put that together and you get to see a guy in Daniel Jones who in his fourth year now, you shouldn't this is why I believe Dan- Daniel Jones is being hindered by Jason Garrett because as much as Jason Garrett is bad, Daniel Jones should know that at the line of scrimmage, if there is a bad play call, I can fucking change it. And Jason Garrett has ruined this man that he won't make those plays on a consistent basis. He won't go against Jason Garrett when Jason Garrett calls in a stupid, dumbass play on third, fourth, or in the red zone. He doesn't do what good quarterbacks, which he is a good to great quarterback, do does, which is change the play into something that will benefit the offense. And he can do that, and he has done that. But he doesn't do it consistently because his offensive coordinator, either one, doesn't allow it, or two, has never taught him how to fucking do it. And again, you don't have to teach verbatim each thing. You can learn that in the process. But if you're fucking guy that's telling you what to do every single play all the time isn't telling you is telling you not to change shit is not teaching you how to make things better is just trying to say run the play this it'll work run the play it'll run the play it'll work which i assume jason garrett just does because he doesn't know how to innovate and change anything so it's just play oh it worked in dallas just run it again it worked in dallas just run it again it worked in dallas just run it again i feel like that's everything he says in his mind and then you know puts it out in better words to the people to listen to and it just it, it irks me because, one, Daniel Jones is being graded on a number six overall pick when he should have been graded on a number 60th overall pick. And he's put up there with one of the absolute worst people to ever call plays in all of football. And Rex Ryan called plays one time, I believe. So there is just on offense. So it's just horrible what's going on in your offense and in your offensive meeting rooms and the quarterback rooms because – one guy is being graded on an extraordinarily high expectation level that he shouldn't have to live up to because your team made him do that. And the other one is there because of nepotism, and you guys won't fire him when you continually lose games because of his ignorance. And I will leave it at that, <laughs> and I will just put it in, in, in 
90 seconds is when this thing goes off. These games are on. I want to thank E. I want to thank LRP, Shakes, all you guys. Amazing. Anything you guys want to say before we get out of here. And look, I pick y'all to lose tomorrow. But if y'all win, I cannot wait for Tuesday. I'm telling y'all. Telling y'all right now, I can't wait for Tuesday. I get to shit on Tom Brady, and I get to talk bad about uh, 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 Bruce Arians, and Giants Nation's going to be happy. So I'm going to be happy for y'all. No, really. Oh, no, um, and, but last week, I should say. Make sure you send picks. My bad. But, yeah. But, the man, send me your picks. I already know you sat them on the show. I could go back to the show. But just send it to me anyway. But go ahead, my bad. No, nah, I was just sure. going to say in, in closing, Simeon. Simeon, Simeon, and New Orleans. Simeon and New Orleans. Uh, to the question of if your quarterback is bad or if your OC is bad, that means your quarterback will always be bad. No, not the case because Simeon is a bad quarterback. But he is not great with Peyton, but it's better than what he was. So you can have you can mm-hmm. have one and not the other, but if you have a bad OC, you're dead in the water. See, that's... You can that, survive the other way around. That's a good conversation. That's a good conversation. Because can you... Because can you have... Because, like, look, Mike McCarthy was the OC in Green Bay, but we all don't think that Mike McCarthy made that offense. And 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 conversely, uh, Peyton Manning, Adam Gase was his OC. So so we have. So does this mean you have to be the absolute great? You have to be in goat conversations to have a bad OC to win, but you can be. A good OC and have a a bad quarterback and still win. That's a great conversation. I think we should have. I don't know if we want time. We got an hour, but with these games are going off, I got to watch Packers. But that is a great conversation. I think we should have tomorrow or Tuesday because it's you bring up some excellent points with having bad OCs and having good quarterbacks and 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 I really want to dive into some numbers about the opposite and. And of course, Matt Le- and I want to. Matt Lafleur has an amazing record, but is it because of Aaron Rodgers or is it because of Matt Lafleur? And then of course, there's guys who have bad records. That uh, is it because of their quarterback play, or is it because they're that bad as a coach? And then conversely, you can. That's that, oh my god! Was his OC when he had Adam Gase? That was in Denver, not Indy. Yes, yes, that was in Denver. So by the time by the time he had. Adam Gase, he was already paid Manning machine. Mm-hmm. But he was already paying Manning before. But I'm saying that's what I'm saying. You got to be the goat. You got to be one of the goats to be able to deal with somebody like. Now I don't want to say like Adam Gase because there's very few. I think we can all agree that are as bad as Adam Gase. But does <sighs> no, that's a good comment. We can put a pin in it. Yeah. Put a pin in it. If if Daniel Jones <laughs> was really worth a sixth round pick, could he be winning with Jason Garrett? I think that's the real question. Because if no, I don't think it falls anything on Daniel Jones. And that's that's where it gets really crazy. Yeah, I don't think it falls anything on him now. 
I have, exactly. that, I have exactly. that belief now. I believe exactly. that if you put Daniel Jones with a Mike Shula, Joe Brady, uh, Sean Payton, you, uh, you know, uh, Kingsbury, he will be balling right now. He would. All right, man, we're going to put this pin into this conversation. I really want to talk about this on Tuesday with all the fellas. I think E and, and, and everyone else and Black and all the guys, OGC, we could get a real deep dive. I'll bring it up tomorrow. If not, I'll bring it up Tuesday. We'll see what's pop-locking and dropping again. Six Montana Mondays, pregame show tomorrow, Monday, 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock. God's hour, man. God's Hour, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tomorrow we will go God's Hour on Nacho Average Tuesday as well, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will talk about any and everything all week 11, get into these Thanksgiving games, which are two days away. And we're going to do an interesting one. I want to get a conversation going for Tuesday. I'm going to start it now. I'm going to need your perfect plate but NFL players. So you get a, a main thing. So you get a turkey, you get a ham. You get a mashed potatoes, you get a, 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 a your green casserole, and then you get your uh, uh, mac and cheese, right? So I want you to give me five players that make your plate for the NFL. It could be any five players, whatever. Obviously, turkey and ham, they're the best. You know, your mac and cheese, they're down there, but they're not as great. So we're going to get into that. Uh, definitely talk about it. Jalen Waddle scores a touchdown um, uh, for his team and my fantasy team. Uh, as we get into this week 11 game going on, man, I can't wait. No Thursday show. Looks like we'll be here for Eve style Fridays. I'll be here. We'll be chaffing it up. We'll be getting it in. I cannot wait, baby. Happy Thanksgiving. Love everybody. Love your families. Shakes, love you. LRP, love you. Either chosen one, love you guys. Thank you. You guys have a great holiday weekend. Get your last final statements out. Shakes, Montana. No doubt. Um... Everybody, just good luck on the game, whatever games that y'all rooting for, and uh, especially the Giants on Monday, but we'll talk about that tomorrow, Montana Mondays. Y'all get ready for that. God's Hour is all about consistency. We want to try to stick with the God's Hour, but like I said, if we have to go early, we will let y'all know. But as it is, the shakedown, regular hour is the God's hour. That is where we are on air. And so I'm going to try to stick with that consistency. I like to do six, but it seems like seven is the trend, and I ain't going to go against it. So seven o'clock, God's hour. Y'all join us for Montana Mondays, and Nacho Average Tuesdays coming on after that. Like we always say around this time, I don't expect y'all agree with us, but we damn sure expect y'all understand. Understand? So don't get shook up because we keep shit live. It's the shakedown with the New York Giants on that drive for five, and we out of there. Takes away Nacho in the box with cheese. Yes, sir. Y'all just been shook by the shakedown. LRP. Shakes, man. I'm going to say it again. I love y'all. Y'all have a great Thanksgiving. I wish nothing but the best for y'all. Y'all have brother. Happy Thanksgiving. Love you too, brother. And I love you, mommy. Love you, mommy. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody out there. Moms, dads, uncles, brothers, grandpas, grandmas, we love y'all. Y'all have a great Thanksgiving. Stay safe. Y'all do what y'all do. See y'all tomorrow. Yeah, you. Be a mess. Be a mess.